Welcome to Own the Microphone. Join me, Bridget McGowan, an award-winning international professional speaker and owner of the independent publishing company, BNAC Talks Press. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Own the Microphone. I am Bridget McGowan, and I'm joined today by Becky Moss-Brucker. Becky, it is so fantastic to have you here with me. How are you? I am awesome, and thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so excited to be able to share what I have learned and what I do with you and your reader or listeners. Yes, absolutely. Well, let's just dive right in and talk about how did you get to be a professional speaker? So in my full-time job, I work in a training department. So I've been training people on safety aspects for about 25 years. So I was kind of put into that position because I relate to people very well. I'm very outgoing. Um, I like to show people how to learn new things. And I love the feeling when I am through speaking that they go, aha, I got it. She made sense to me. I also like to draw on whiteboards. I am a very visual learner. So I will talk for a while and I will put something on a whiteboard or I will speak for a while and then I will pull something up on my laptop or, you know, whatever the visual aid is that I have. A lot, a lot of people I have found in my job do not always learn by someone just standing and speaking right. to them, right? They need some interaction. So I'm definitely that person. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> too much so, but that is me. I love it. Right, right. You know, a lot of times people will roll their eyes at the notion of someone is a certain type of learner or has certain preference when it comes to taking in information. I, on the other hand, am a firm believer in it because too am a visual learner. And because of that, it, you, it shows through my presentations. I am going to make sure that you have some content, something to see, to go along with uh, what I'm presenting, right? To go along with my message. So because you know you are a visual learner and because you know those kinds of people can be out in the audience, Becky, talk to me about how that plays into your presentation design because like you said you know that there are some people who like to move like to talk like to take in information in different kinds of ways how does that factor into your presentation design talk to us a little bit more about that the first thing that I would recommend is that you have a lapel microphone that is wireless <laughs> yes I do like to walk and talk. And I, I, I tease my um, pastor at my church. I'm like, we've got to keep the spotlight on you because you move. And he's like, well, you're the same way. And I'm like, you are absolutely right. I am. And if anybody had a spotlight on me, they'd have to be awake and pay attention because I, I like to move. Um, I think too, that when you're in a college setting or a high school setting, and if you've had instructors or teachers that just stood behind a podium and just you know, had a one 
track mind and a monotone voice and we're trying to teach you things and not visualizing things, I found that was harder for me. So I don't want to do the same thing, right? So I will also have my audience answer questions. And if they don't answer them, I'm not going to call them out, of course, but I might say, am I in this room alone? Like, <laughs> hello, are you all out there? And they giggle and they laugh. And, you know, then they'll start interacting with me some more because I think it kind of it eases the tension. You know, a, a lot of topics that I speak on when it comes to safety are very um, serious. Right. So, you know, they, they're kind of like, oh my goodness, you know, they're really trying to listen intently to all the numbers I'm giving them and the facts and the figures and the who did what to who. And, and I'm like, you know what, let's just take a breath here for a minute, folks. There is some seriousness to this. And then you can have some playful times. And those playful times are when I ask them questions and they don't answer me. And, you know, I try to make them interact with me. And if they don't interact, they will interact with me. I'm not going to say they don't because they will. <laughs> I don't let right, them. Right, right. I don't let them get off the hook. <laughs> right. And it can be a challenge. It can depend on the time of day. It can depend on the topic. It can depend on the emotional connection that the audience has with the content, with the topic on which you are presenting. It can be a number of factors. It can even be the way you phrase a question as to whether you're going to have people who are stepping up and wanting to speak or if they're just kind of hanging back. There's so many factors that go into uh, whether an audience or, or how readily an audience will engage with you. Now, everybody, uh, Becky Mossbrucker is just uh, full of all kinds of experience. She is the owner of Forward Safety Training LLC. She's a women's empowerment coach for safety in short. She believes in focusing on your mindset first, then everything else will fall into place. Becky has taught women of all ages. She's taught them how to look at things differently, how to better identify a predator, how to create a plan of action for a situation before it becomes too late to have that plan of action. She teaches women of all, of all ages from middle school on up. She's had 10-year-olds in her classes, and she's even had 70-year-olds in her classes. She's been teaching safety for more than 20 years and feels that her experience and her knowledge are simply invaluable. She has uh, in-person courses as well as online programs and workshops that she provides to a community of women to just help them along their journey, uh, discussing all things protection related. Because at the end of the day, everybody wants to protect their families from harm. Uh, so Becky is just out there. She's doing those trainings. She's doing those sessions. She's out in uh, Virginia and is doing absolutely amazing work. And I have to ask you, how did you get into that particular topic? We've talked about how do you get into speaking, but why safety? Or how, wouldn't, no, why is a defensive question? Why is one of those questions that would make you not want to answer it and not want to interact with me? So let me rephrase that and say, how did you settle on 
the topic of safety as the cornerstone of your presentations, Becky? Well, you know, I tell everybody it's my daughter's fault. And it totally is. And I love her to death for it, letting me um, create this company. So she was in a criminal justice degree program at her college. And they wanted her to do some kind of extracurricular activity. And we went to our local police station. And they had a course that you could take for free. That was 12 weeks. It was a long 12 weeks, but it was great. And they brought in police officers from every department in the organization and told us what they did and, you know, some of how they do it. I can't tell you everything, right? But it was very eye-opening. And one of the classes that they had us go to was to a pistol range that they use. It's exclusive to the police. And they let us actually shoot their pistols. I have had never touched a pistol in my 60 some odd years of life and I thought oh this is not going to go well and I didn't know it but there was a competition and I won the competition and I thought it ladies if anybody can do this kind of stuff if I can do it everybody can do it <laughs> and I got the bug and I wanted to teach other women how to do the same thing and then I found there were a lot of women who wanted something a little bit, you know, less than that. They did not necessarily want firearm training, but they wanted mindset training and, and what to look for when you go to the grocery store and how to, you know, protect your family and how to, you know, hold your purse a certain way so somebody isn't liable to rip it off your shoulder and run away with it. And I couldn't find any female instructors. I found one. I took some of her classes and I got certified and I'm like, that's it. I'm starting my company and I'm going to teach every woman I can get my hands on <laughs> how to think differently. It all starts in your mind. You've got to pay attention to things around you and shift your mindset a little bit. Not all bad people look the same. They don't act the same. They're getting way smarter than we want them to be. And you've got to learn some basic principles on how to identify something happening before it actually happens to you, because then you are reacting to something instead of having a plan in place. Now you're scrambling, trying to figure out what to do next. So uh, I've enjoyed it immensely. I've been doing this for about seven years now. I've joined a local, a couple of networking groups. One of them is a firearm, excuse me, a firearm related networking group. So I teach for them. The other two networking groups, I am actually working on uh, producing all of their events. So I have kind of a well-rounded um, experience and, you know, certainly teaching at my full-time job, all the safety stuff I've always taught and still do has really given me the foundation to learn how to present to different types of people and how to keep them engaged, like I mentioned earlier. Has there ever been a time in any of your presentations when something totally unexpected happened, whether <laughs> you're shaking your head, yes. Well, what happened and how did you fix it or recover or go forward? 
Uh, yes, <laughs> I can think of two in particular. Um, we did have uh, a person in one of my firearms classes who did not want to obey the rules. And, you know, after some little discussion, we finally decided that we needed to go back to high school and take this out into the hallway. And I had to stop the entire presentation and address this person. At that particular moment, there was no other way I could get her to abide by the rules. And in that scenario, that is huge. You have to do certain things or you should not be at this meeting. So, you know, we went down the hallway, we discussed it. She was like, okay, I'm done. I'm like, okay, goodbye. That was it. That was great. She was good. We didn't have any other issues after that. The second one was in a classroom full of people. Um, this particular student was an older gentleman who I guess thought he could teach the class better than I could. And um, so we had a few words and, and I just said, you know, if we would, you would like to discuss some more of this after the class, that would be perfect. But right now we need to focus on getting the rest of the students in this class qualified and I cannot do that if I'm taking, you know, 15 minutes to talk to you about one particular item. So let's talk about it after class. And he agreed. He, and once he calmed down, he, he agreed. And he sat down and we discussed it after the class and, and it was fine. But, you know, you need to learn to redirect this particular conflict. And there's no need whatsoever to get into this conflict in the middle of a room with a bunch of other people, right? It's let's talk about it later. Let's, you know, sidebar this. Let's, you know, I'll call you, I'll email you, whatever you need to do to get them to say, I will address your issue. I'm, it's not like I'm ignoring it. We will talk about this because I need to understand why you are having an issue with this topic right? I want to address it. I want to find out if I'm saying something wrong as an instructor, do I need to learn something from you as well? So we will address it at a different time. I like what you did because you embodied a lot of principles of effective facilitation. One of them was making sure that you do address the, the issue or the question as opposed to just kind of letting it linger. Because if you let it linger, I mean, think of any kind of a problem, whether it's a leaky faucet, whether it is a strange noise on your car. If you just kind of let it keep going and going and going, it just gets worse. So the minute you detect some kind of an issue, you make sure you address it. And then the next part is making sure that you always allow everyone to save face. Make sure that you always position people, both the person that you are having the direct interaction with, as well as the participants and yourself to always feel safe and always feel respected. And then the third one, and this is the most important one that I picked up on, and this is recognizing you are the captain of this ship. That presentation and, and the whole experience, all of that is in your hands. Everybody in that room is counting on you. You're like the mama bear up there. 
They are looking to you to steer us in the right direction. And you always have to show that you're in control and in command of not just your content, but the entire presentation experience. And that goes for making sure that the distractions are minimized, that everybody is put in a position to feel like they can fully engage in the the experience. And, uh, you know, I probably could go on, but those were the three that stood out for me. Now, Becky, tell me what are hallmarks of your presentations? Like what are what, what is it about your presentations that, that set them apart from, let's say, someone else? You've seen other presentations and workshops and such on safety. What is it, is it about yours, uh, whether it's your delivery, your content, your engagement, I don't know, that sets you apart from somebody else presenting on the same topic? What's the Becky factor? Maybe that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> well, I think it is totally engagement of the audience. Like I said, you know, I've been through several presentations in my lifetime, and if you don't engage me, I mean, I'm not going to go to sleep on you, but I might daydream some other things, right? I want to keep them engaged, and I want them to ask questions. Now, that's hard to do. A lot of times, people don't want to ask questions because they don't want to look like they don't know something, you know, so I'll tell them, I'll come up with questions of my own. Like, okay, I I talk, you know, whatever topic it is. And I'll be like, what would you do if this, you know, and what would you do? Well, this is what I would do. So I try to draw them out as much as possible. Um, The other thing I like to do is at the end of the presentation, I will tell them, if you still have questions that I did not answer for you, please email me. And that I think takes the burden off of them to feel like they might ask what they think is a dumb question, right? And so if they email it to me, it's just a private conversation between me and them. And they can ask me, you know, whatever they want all day long. I will say that in a lot of uh, meetings and teachings that I do are women related. And so the audience is a lot of women. They are eager to learn, especially the topics that I'm talking about. And so they're like, sometimes my classes run a half an hour over because (laughs) they are asking me so many questions. So my main goal is to keep them engaged in the information. And if they don't ask questions, I will kind of reword things and ask it of myself and to answer it and say, you know, how many of you agree? Like raise your hands, like some kind of interaction, right? Make them do something to make sure that they understand what I'm talking about. I think that is huge. Yes, I I agree. The interaction and the engagement is absolutely uh, important when it comes to making any kind of presentation. I really like your strategy of getting questions from people by giving them that opportunity to email the questions to you privately because it is scary to speak up, even if it's somebody who is seasoned, is older, has been there, done that. There's still that fear of sounding silly or whatever the case may be. And I really like your technique of of inviting people to send their questions to you via email. Here's another strategy that I like, and I like to call it the ticket to depart. And this is where I will give people 
an index card and tell them your ticket to depart this session is to write down a question you still have. So while the content is fresh on their minds and they can jot down that question on that index card, I stand at the door and not only am I standing at the door and you've got to give me your ticket in order to get out the door, but then I also get to personally thank you for attending a session. Now this works, of course, better with smaller crowds. I would not do this if I presented a session to a room of 500 people or something like that. I mean, maybe I will try to to the back door so I can at least say thank you to everybody. The tickets, maybe not so much, but it does work nicely in those smaller settings to have people write down their one question that they still have. And this gives you an opportunity, another touch point with them because they also, of course, on this index card, if they want an answer to that question and ongoing that extra mile, they need to provide their contact information. Or maybe you'll just send a mass mailing to everybody uh, who's, and you'll BCC everybody on the message with all of the questions that were submitted to you, as well as the answers. But it also helps you in creating additional content or in revising your current presentation, because maybe those were gaps, in content, these questions are gaps in your content. So now you can do some additional research or add additional presentation or create a whole other presentation as a follow-up to that event. So there's all kinds of fun things that you can do with that. And then you can also use this uh, this in the middle of the presentation, you can call it the one-minute paper and ask everybody a question and then tell them to take 60 seconds to write answer to that question. But I won't get into, uh, you know, these uh, classroom learning tech, if you will, these active learning (laughs) techniques with my teaching background, but I could just go on and on. Becky, what's one tip that you would tell our listeners for how to microphone? Okay, I didn't hear you. You were breaking up. So say it again for me. Sure. What's one last tip you would offer our listeners for how to the microphone? Well, let me see. Um, Be yourself. That's my my answer to that question and some other questions. But certainly, uh, you know, you don't want to put on a persona that is not you because you're not going to be comfortable. Right. Um, I have taught classes where I've been trying to be very rigid and very serious. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, people are like, that's not the Becky I know. <laughs> I'm like, okay. They're like, you know, where's that fun, you know, moving around, you're, you know, active. And I'm like, well, I'm, it was a serious topic. I want to be like, no, no, be yourself, be yourself, get as much um, equipment as you think that you need to present carefully and with some quality to it and be yourself. You took me back to one of your initial answers about having a lavalier mic when you said be yourself and how you've had people say, well, what happened to the Becky that I know? You reminded me, I'm taking that answer plus this one and and meshing them together because it reminded me of a time when I had a handheld mic. And I was not myself because I could not move around. I don't remember exactly where it was, what the topic was. I don't don't know. But I 
distinctly remember having that handheld mic and I said to myself, I will never again in my life present with a handheld mic because I also walk around with my clicker to advance my slides and to have both of my hands being controlled by a microphone and a clicker was quite restraining on me. And there's a level of energy that comes with being able to gesture. And so back to being yourself and then a must-have tool, I am going to recommend everybody insist on having a hand, not a handheld, a lavalier mic, not a handheld mic, but a lapel mic that clips to your clothing or if you're in a small enough room where you don't need a mic, then even better and a small enough gathering, but insist on that. That It's not my number one recommendation, but it's at, it, it's at the top of the list for sure. So thank you for reminding me of that and about being yourself and being expressive. So you always show up as the person that everybody knows you to be. Becky Mossbrucker, it has been outstanding to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Most excellent. And everybody, thank you for tuning into this episode. I will see you next time or talk with you next time. Until then, make sure you always own the microphone.